Hey, small cap. How are you doing? Good. How's it going? Pretty good. You guys are, you guys are running late today. Busy <laughs> Yeah, for me. I thought someone would be in here by now. I'm just hanging out. Nice. Who are we um, missing? Yeah, we're missing Garlem and we're missing Virtual Bacon. Uh, yeah, so how are you doing today, bro? Good, man. It's been a busy, busy week, though. I mean, I feel like uh, it's my first week full-time DeFi, but I, I think that because of that, it's been trying to get caught up on everything and also like i think i tweeted that out and it made some waves got way bigger response than i think i was expecting so it's been good nice. busy nice how's your first day on the job good. Really, it was actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically i guess it was yesterday but i mean it's been good i, I mean i tweeted about it and i think it got like I don't know, 1,300 last I looked, likes. I gained like 7K followers in a day. My DMs just blew up of projects that were looking to like collaborate, um, just people who wanted wanted to chat over the next couple of weeks, like um, all all kinds of stuff, honestly. So, I mean, it's been super exciting. Um, I mean, I'm also based in Texas, which is completely um, shut down for the most part because of like a ice snowstorm. So, I mean, I'm kind of trapped in my apartment anyway. So I'm going to put in a few 12, 14 hour days um, of just grinding on DeFi to get caught up. But I mean, it's been good so far. Nice. Yeah, great. That's good to hear. Um. Girl, I think I sent you an invite, by the way. Have you um, have you checked out the stock market here recently? Uh, like Facebook is down thirty some percent today, or like twenty five percent. Snap is twenty three percent down. I mean, it looks like I I thought Amazon did really well. I thought Snap was up. Was am I am I off on that? Um. It's, I'm sorry. What was that? I wasn't. I, I was seeing people tweet about it, but I, uh, yeah, Amazon's like up what ten percent or seventeen percent after hours. Um, like a bunch of them were blowing up after hours. I mean, yeah, snaps up fifty five percent after hours. I mean, like all of these like kind of prod. I call them projects. All these stocks just went off. I was seeing some of the groups I'm in that were kind of going nuts over it. So. I mean, I think that's a, honestly yeah. a good thing. Yeah, no, we ha- we have a a little bit of a bounce, and then I don't think I wasn't up, but I don't think Bitcoin was as, as affected um, by these last. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a different catalyst, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, yeah. I've been trying to get a different view. I feel like like it's same 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 things when the market's pumping and everyone on crypto Twitter is saying a hundred thousands incoming. Like we're never going to go down. Like, I mean, like everybody, everybody in the world right here is bearish. Everybody's selling everything. Everyone's stable farming. Um, and I mean, actually listened to a, um, interview yesterday where 
uh, people were talking about the melt up and the possibility that um, like the market actually pumps here and we do maybe like a, I don't know, 50 to 60% like upswing on the S&P. Um, and from there, the crash would really happen. Um, I mean, that was actually by, I think his name's like Dave uh, Contrarian. Um, but I mean, it, it's just different. It's good to hear a different view every once in a while. I'm not saying I think that that's going to happen, but like it gives you some things to look out for too. Like when stuff like this starts popping up 50, 60% in after hours, it kind of makes you think, is that even a possibility? Once everybody's thinking the market's going to go one way, flipping is, is, is normally profitable, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't really know where I stand on the macro, honestly. Um, especially kind of like this, uh, like uh, yeah, I don't really know where I stand on on the macro. I, I'm still kind of a little bit bearish. Uh, I was kind of a little bit bearish when we went up to thirty eight here most recently, but I really don't know where we're at now. Yeah, uh, I want one more leg down because I'm not in. Um, <laughs> that's that's a good reason. Yeah, yeah sorry, I was, talking, I was having trouble trying to get into the space. Um, are you guys getting this error where it's like could not fetch the space? No. Is it only me right now? I, I looked at a yeah no. Android users and it seems like some of them are having issues. Too. Anyways, but yeah, dude, congrats on um, coming to. I didn't even know you were not in crypto full time. Yeah, no, I was. Without getting too much to launch myself, I actually did full-time in tech sales. So, um, I mean, kind of oh, big wow. transition. So I, I, yeah. I, I covered a covered a pretty massive financial account for tech sales. and like Got a, it. A ton of big responsibilities, a ton of travel. So, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing for me is it, it didn't lead to me being able to consistently do this day in and day out. Like, I never knew if I was going to have, like, fires pop off or deals that I needed to get across the finish line that yeah, exactly. would be happening quickly. So, I mean, this is going to give me the flexibility to be more consistent of, like, there would just be, like, periods of, like, a week where I just wouldn't tweet that much. And um, I think, like, that's kind of a little bit more in the past. And I want to really start to work more consistently building and working with a lot of these projects. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. And I think the... <laughs> The response I got is pretty insane to me. I mean, I just tweeted on January 25th, like, like, hey, thanks, everyone. Like, appreciate the support for 20K followers. And I'm about to break 27K. So I got like 7,000 7, new followers. And like, I want to say like three or 400,000 impressions on the tweet where I said it was my first day. So, I mean, tons of support out there for people leaving kind of their other positions moving into web three. And I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you going to be like, just kind of like doing DeFi farming and NFT kind of like full time? Like you're going to be like a trader slash investor. Uh, I think, I think I'm still going to be doing a decent amount of that, but I, I, I want to spend more time like working directly with founders, like helping out on some of the projects and like, especially in some of the areas like I'm bullish on. So, I mean, like Curve Ecosystems, one that I think I gained a lot of my following, like projects associated with that is where I'd like to 
really like just dive in and like work to um, kind of consult some of the projects, things like tokenomics, like partnerships, like that's a lot of right, other, right. other projects in the past. So I think that's where a lot of my new time will go. Uh, but I mean, I'm a like, I mean, I'm a D-Gen farmer at heart. So like, I'm never going to quit doing that stuff. So we'll also, <laughs> that's awesome. we'll also yeah, congrats. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember jumping in full-time crypto five years back. And honestly, never looked back since. Like, I was, yeah, like, I, like, I enjoyed my job. Um, I, actually, one of the few ones that were enjoying what I was doing. But I just saw, like, a crypto opportunity just kind of blow up in 2017. And... Yeah, it's it's been it's been blessing. Yeah, like year after year. So, yeah, hopefully it'll it'll uh, you, you'll you'll get some time to kind of experience that on your full time circle as well. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Sounds good. Yeah, you guys were talking about the markets before, right? Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, Facebook. I mean, Facebook dumped 25 percent today 22 23 yes yeah, like that yeah it was, so i mean it's like uh it seems like market is definitely not in a forgiving mode these days so i think it's because apple changed their privacy settings and it would uh it it ruins like it, it would take away about like 10 billion dollars in annual revenue from um that's Facebook insane. Is what I read. So right. that's kind of why. They, they, I thought they hit. did that a while back, though. I feel like Apple had this, like, kind of um, pop up, kind of come out after each, like, download, I think, saying it's like, hey, like, do you want your data to be, you know, seen by Facebook or, you know, the app itself? And they're like, no. You can, like, easily choose, choose no. I feel like that's been running around for a while. I thought it was because they they missed their earnings. I mean, so everything looks yeah, great they, they, after hours. I, like I mean, like face not maybe not Facebook, but I I mean like <laughs> after hours everything's blowing up. It's kind of wild. Like even Facebook's bounced by I mean two percent, but it, it does look yeah right right. The snap, uh, snap was up fifty. And Amazon was up seventeen after hours. Like everything's exploding. Does that mean? Yeah, snaps up sixty one percent right now. So does that mean that we're gonna bounce? Uh, maybe sixteen one percent. It's sixty one. It's trading like a shit coin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. With Snapchat, <laughs> yeah, Snapchat's at forty bucks right now. So what? it bounced sixty one percent after hours. Up. Up sixty one percent. So like Snap. Oh, up sixty one. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon is massive, and it's up what seventeen percent after hours. I mean, it corrected eight percent today, up sixteen percent. So like, I mean, futures look decent. Like, I mean, that is nuts. Yeah, I mean, like the the volatility is wild. Like, I mean, yeah, the volatility is nuts right now. Then, yeah, crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of hanging out here recently too. Yeah, macro has been really, really volatile. So, yeah, we'll we'll just see like how that kind of affects the entire. I guess crypto kind of like 
takes a big toll on um, micro markets and like kind of follow you know follow the big movements. So yeah, we'll see how um, how that kind of works out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the like what my strategy has been for macro is, I mean, I, I'm in probably more risk on stuff than most, but. I also have a big enough bag of stables that like I'm comfortable. Like I'm not gonna like oversubscribe myself. Like I, I haven't even followed macro or charts like super closely. But I mean there's <clears throat> there's like the risk on stuff that I'm in, like is stuff that I do like kind of believe in longer term and like whether that's months yeah, or yeah, exactly. So like I, I'm comfortable yeah. doing it. It's not like I, I've been playing a ton of like this, the bets I've been making on like smaller gen stuff has been a lot smaller than normal, but like I'm just yeah. mainly playing some of the what I would call I guess blue chips vaults or things that like I really like. But it's kind of are you mostly yeah like just kind of like getting to the alpha league thing because like we've been eyeing on most of the I mean I've been eyeing on most of the L ones, um so just any L one I feel like you know, like has the ability to build significant amount of TVL and network value in there. So, you know, at a pretty discounted prices and feel like it's, it's a pretty good bet on these L1s, but just wondering what your thesis and, um, you know, like just kind of picking some of these uh, like big believers out and what, what, what you're kind of looking at. I mean, yeah, I, I, I tweeted a little bit earlier about Adam, like I, I've been staking and LPing Adam. Adam, yeah. Like I mean, I really, I really do like it. I think there's some development challenges with Adam, just because, like, you really do have to stand up an entire blockchain for each individual project when you're on Adam. So I, I like it, but is it feasible for like the very long term? Like, I, I mean, I'm probably not even the best person to answer that, but like, I, I mean, I'm still staking there. I think there's a ton of airdrops and a ton of opportunity like for staking out Adam and LPing Osmo. So like, I think that cancels out some of the downside risk for me. So I've left a lot of those positions um, open. Like I, I'm perfectly fine with doing that. I just got a 5K airdrop today for Stargaze, which is their uh, interchain like NFT platform. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, bullish on that as well, but I think that's probably like, I'm not massive in Adam. Um, I still really like FTM. Like I, I think FTM is like a blessing and yep. a curse that everything on the chain is paired with FTM. So when it gets crushed, it gets crushed. But when it bounces, like that's one of the reasons it was like one of the top performers in all of crypto last year was because everything is paired with it. So when the market sends, it sends. Um, so, I mean, I, I still really do like FTM and I've been eyeing a few projects there. Like, um, I, I think that's been a focus for me, mm-hmm. but I mean, I would say probably the three. So mostly like layer ones in, right? Yeah. I mean, I, so I've had projects on all of them, like, like Phantom, um, one of the ones that I, I haven't actually touched on, but I probably will on Twitter, um, is it's Protofy. Like I, I really kind of like look like how their projects put together. It's like PR. O-T-O-F-I, and it's like an A, uh, it's like an A-M. So like they have two a two-token system, but I mean, it's super small. I think it's like a 2 million market cap, uh, 2.6, I just pulled it up. Um, so I, or actually between the two, it's about 5 million market cap. But 
So it's an AM on, on FTM, but like, I mean, the team looks great. Like to know your customer rug doc. Um, the farms are like very good. Like I would say, I think stables I'm getting like, I don't know, 70% somewhere in there. Um, and like, I'm kind of bullish. That seems a lot. Um, but like, I mean, like I, I like their model a lot too. Like their tokenomics have a little bit gamified where you need proto to earn like their electron token, which like their electron token, um, or like owns, a, it's not really liquid, but it owns a piece of, uh, all the AAM. So like anytime that there's a trade or anything like that, that happens, all the profits go to electron leaders. So, Oh God, it's a V model. Yes, for the, for the most part, yes, but it's a two-token V model. But like, I mean, once you have yeah, yeah. token, so like, say you're farming, like in from my standpoint of farming, like uh, one of the stable pools, I think it was like sixty-five percent when I entered. But like, I'm earning proto, and then I can stake that, like, or LP it, and then the electron earns like two hundred fifty percent and die. So, like, it also pays back in stables, like, if you go through the process. So, I mean, pretty cool concept. I haven't really met the team or done, like, full due diligence yet. But, like, going through, like, their docs, I was pretty impressed. And um, it seems like they have a pretty large team. I was actually at their Discord earlier prying to try and get it some time with the team. So, I mean, bullish on that is, like, a small cap play. But trying to find, like, value and things like that where, hey, where can I put some of my stables that have a little bit of risk. Like, I mean, if it's know your customer for rug dock, I don't feel like they're going to pull the plug, but also like, I mean, there's a lot of upside there. If you're talking a 5 million market cap and that if it all of a sudden takes off and um, you're getting better rates there than spooky and spirit, like, Hey, like that has a massive market opportunity. I think spooky last I looked was like, I want to say like 500 million. So, I mean, that's like 100x. Doesn't mean they're going to take over Spooky's market share, but like even if they do, I don't know, 5x from here, it's not that shocking. So, um, pretty, pretty close Right, stuff. with the yield, is all you're getting inside as well, right? What was that? Sorry. With the yields you're getting on the side as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, I mean, you're, I'm earning it with stable, so it's not like I have a ton of risk other than protocol risk. And Once you know your customer, I really don't think you're going to, you don't go through that process if you're gonna pull like pull the rug out from underneath the project. They also put way too much time into this to do it. So I think low risk, like high reward. Like I've been looking for more projects like this, honestly. So one of the, one of the ones that I was bullish on. Um, and I mean, FTM is in general like I, I like how they're kind of set up of pushing a lot more projects to have um, liquidity, like or. Um, just TVL, like high TVL is like like really what whales want to come in. Like if you can trade with low slippage, then you're going to get more and more people with bigger bags that will trade on your network. I don't think a lot of the, yeah yeah a lot of people realize that it's very hard with like seven eight figure bags for a lot of whales to come onto some of these obscure chains and trade. Like it's almost impossible a lot of the time. So yeah yeah pushing for TVL is is, is a big thing and. Um, I, I think they kind of nail it, honestly, because they kind of base um, their emissions based off of TVL at Proto, which I also think is a very, oh, interesting. very cool concept. I don't know of anyone who's like really perfected it. 
Um, but like, I mean, it's another thing that I kind of want to play with just to, I mean, it's kind of a free roll for me if I'm farming with stables. So if it goes to, goes to zero, it goes to zero, but I mean, I don't think it will kind of, kind of excited about their model. We'll see. What do you think about it? Like, cause like one of the things that we're kind of skeptical, I mean, I mean, personally as well is, uh, you know, like. Warhol just got hacked for like what 400 mil yesterday yeah, right a lot like it's just like yeah it's just like a lot of these um i guess uh like eel farming and like kind of like there there is a significant protocol risk mm -hmm. um if even like especially if we're trying to deploy even like six figures right it's like that that's not a small amount to expose yourself to like a protocol risk like i mean if the protocol risk is like relatively you know i think relatively like low i think a lot of people would be able to kind of like a lot of oils would be willing to kind of like bet that but i do feel like every single thing eventually gets hacked <laughs> like in this in this like space yeah so that's the yeah i wanted to kind of like run that by you as well and like how you're thinking of that risk I mean, I think I think there's always going to be risk. I, I do think the amount of hacks and whether it's insider or um, just the hacks in general happen, like in the bear market, it feels like everybody has more time. They're not building. They're looking through code or just people who are down and like they're trying to make back earnings, like whether it's a rogue dev or whatever it might be. Like it's noticeably like easy to tell the amount of hacks goes through the roof when um, we're in like a bear a bearish market. Like, I mean, we saw it like, like last summer. Um, but I mean, it's one of those things you have to spread out your risk. Like, I, I mean, am I going to hide from DeFi just because um, that uh, there's an opportunity that I do get hacked? No, but if you do your due diligence, I think, and like look for good projects that, um, like have higher returns, I think you minimize your risk a lot. Or if you go with some of the blue chips, like, I mean, even, even curve, like, I mean, the chance the curve gets hacked, I think is extremely low. I mean, it's, it's not that it can't happen, but I mean, yeah, like, I agree. Like a trustworthy team that is like done everything in their power to make sure that doesn't happen. But like, I, it's a lot safer than a bridge. That's for sure. So, I mean, wormhole, like I think bridges have always had their issues. I think like the DeFi environment. Yeah, synapse. Yeah, synapse had 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 issues in the past, and I think uh, Rune also had or Thorchain also had issues in the past with bridges. So, I think it's kind of that's still like a niche that still has to be yet to be figured out uh, to the fullest. We're like I think like LPing and like Uniswap is pretty figured out, and uh, yeah, a lot of other protocols like Yearn and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I missed some of that because I got a phone call and it cut out. But I mean, like, exactly. Uniswap, Curve, like some of the big ones, that's where you can go where, with some of your larger funds and feel safe. I mean, doesn't mean that something bad can't happen. But for the most part, I think you should be taken care of. But I also like to make sure, like, I cover my upside. I think if you um, are getting higher returns in, like, even if you take a hundred K of stables and put them in a smaller protocol that is returning a hundred percent or something like that APR wise, like 
if I can do that a few times and grow my stash and then like split it out more, like also minimizing my risk. So, I mean, I'm probably more risk on than most people. Um, but that's just kind of how I am. Like if, if, do I get burned sometimes and lose like a large chunk of money? Yeah. But I also feel like I can out earn that most of the time. So that's kind of always been my mindset, but depends. Nice. Yeah, it's good to have the surplus mindset, definitely. Price of doing business sometimes. sounds It sounds terrible, but that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, no, that's definitely the same here. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, a couple, go ahead. like, stablecoin farming projects that I saw on AVAX, I think, um, um, like, more money is one and then another one called defrost i think digits is pretty heavy in it yeah i don't know if you've seen those but like you can get if you look deep enough you can get like 60 to like 100 percent on pseudo like stable coin yield um it's pretty good yeah i mean so defrost uh that one's melt and i yeah. actually have a couple of uh people in one of my chats that are very big on it like i right. think They've been farming it like crazy. They're getting a hundred plus percent on stables, I believe. Yep. Uh, but the the biggest issue there was there wasn't a lot of liquidity. Like in the like melt AVAX pool, like you're not returning melt, so there's not much of a incentive. Like I think it was like seventy to one hundred percent somewhere in there that they were paying melt AVAX out in to, but they were paying out like that LP in in like AVAX and USDC. So like you get you're LPing a risky asset to get a um, kind of like blue chip asset at a very low rate. Like it's not really worth the IL risk for a lot of people. So there isn't a ton of liquidity for melt. Um, but I do think uh, I do think there was a governance proposal just put into place to fix that. Um, so like once that's taken care of, like I, I am pretty bullish on melt. Um, I, I do think that like once they fix the liquidity issue, then it's going to be fine. Like, honestly, like they're paying out big boosted rewards on a lot of their farms. Um, but like, if there's not liquidity to sell some of those rewards into the price just continually drops and bottoms out. So they really need to up their melt liquidity. And then I think that farm's going to do awesome. So we'll see. Yeah, some of these like farming places, or especially during this time, it's really like exposing which which protocols actually have uh, revenue, um, seeing that yield. Like, I I wish. Um, so far, it seems just curve convex, especially convex with uh, bribes are the highest that's yield that's actually from from. Uh, productive, you know, protocol. So, um, aside from that, like, not much, not much else to deploy to, to be honest. Like, um, yeah. that I know will for sure be around. Yeah. Um, are, are you into NFTs at all? Like, in this kind of recent wave? Uh, I, 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 I am. Um, I probably haven't have. have play them as much as I would have liked, but I mean, there's, there's some that I've 
um, kind of been bullish on or like at least have my eyes on like going forward too. Like, I mean, I'm a big, <laughs> I've talked about it on momentum six, but I'm a big fluff guy. I love the fluff nice. system. I mean, I, I think everyone kind of picks on it, but I, um, there was it's actually kind of creepy, but they're, they're good. They're, they're one of the OG like that actually committed to metaverse with their NFT money. Um, yeah. I mean, like for it, there's somebody just came out with a spreadsheet that was like for every fluff you minted at like point like one ETH, like it's already returned you a bare minimum just four prices of everything that you could have minted with it like twenty one ETH, which is just wild because they just keep building and building and they uh they actually have party bears which is like which you could have minted with your fluff. And honestly, I think like I'm pretty bullish on those just because they have announced that they're going to do like venues, which is almost like uh, metaverse land or like an area to party in with uh, all of your friends for um, like within their metaverse. But um, like they just did a kind of land and borough buy or or sell. Sorry, like they just did a mint for like fluffs and like the cheapest. Um, Burrow is like 1.5 ETH and right now Party Bears are like 1.7 ETH and I think once they announce like the minting of like the venues the, um, or their piece of like the metaverse I honestly think those will do like a 2 or 3x um, I really like the team there though like Aaron McDonald like he's a, he's a beast like he, he just non-stop executes and he keeps teasing this account, like that they're building a full world, like outside of fluffs. Like uh, if you search like Goblin Town, um, what's it called? Goblin at We Are Goblin Town on Twitter. So like, okay. it's like somewhat creepy, but like uh, it's part of like the fluff world, and like they always tweet like this tweet is alpha and like logos and like all kinds of scripture stuff that they haven't fully announced it yet, but it, I think it's going to be something big that kind of helps blow up the ecosystem. So I, I think they're up to some big things there. And I think a lot of that ties back into like short-term value. I really like party bears until the land's minted, but I do think fluff world's going to, they're going to have like a nice side of the planet or something like that with fluffs and, like uh, party bears, and then I'm feeling like Goblin Town might be like the evil side, which is kind of cool. I don't know. That's just kind of my speculation, though. That's. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I find it hard to get like long term, fundamentally bullish on uh, any NFTs aside from. Like maybe like um if I believe in a game and I would buy its token, then I might be bullish on its land. Um or you know, only top blue chips that are like you know, everywhere. But um I mean fluff fluff yeah. partnering with like board apes I think is huge too. Oh yeah. I think people discount like how much money like a lot of the board ape holders have. Like like when they release land and stuff like that, like they just did the fluff burrow mints and like anybody could anybody with a party bear or fluff or like a thingy. Oh, the how whitelist giveaway? 
Exactly. So like they like they got first uh, they got first choice of like mint. Um, but I, I think like right now they're like number one burrows are going for like their rare ones. They're twenty four ETH, like the yeah. hangout spots. So like I mean like that's insane, honestly. Uh, but like that's because like you get a lot of that money from like some of the blue chips that they work with. And it flows down into some of the fluff ecosystem. So, I mean, I did a multiple X's on fluff and, and honestly, I'm like two X on party bear, I think since I joined, uh, but I also expect that to do a lot better, but I agree though. Like, I mean, I, I struggle to see some like long-term like NFTs uh, doing like super well in um, unless they have some type of utility or, or they are like one yeah. of the top blue chips. So, I mean, I yeah. touch on that. Like, I, I mean, that's normally what I look for. Like I, you need a catalyst. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things. So, I mean, like when I look at party bears, the reason why I'm bullish is because I know that there's land or something like that coming that when that's announced, a bunch of people will grab onto it. Somebody will buy up the floor and then you're in a better spot than you were. So, I mean, outside of party bears, like I mean, it kind of gets memed on as well. But I like Cupcats. Like I, that's Tetranodes project. Which ones, Cupcats? What do you like, mean? The Froyo cats or like the? Um, like it's, the no, it's called um, Cupcats. So like Cupcats I mean, official, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have, I have one of those. Yeah, um, I, I went and bought like. Uh, it was probably a week or two ago. I bought up the floor. I have like fourteen or fifteen of them. But I think I think they will have a um, like a capsule house type of reveal, right? For profile pictures. And that's that's have, what they said in April. Um, I'm not positive on that. Like, yeah, I mean, I think they tweeted. I'll uh, try to send. Uh, yeah, cat, cats in the cups, right? That's their cats. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they have like a cat girls reveal. Yeah, they just tweeted that like three days ago. The, yeah, the, three days the ago. picture. So like you know you're gonna like that's like what I mean with the upcoming catalyst. You know you're gonna get another mint, and even if it like flops, like I, I mean like the cat girl mint is like I mean one it's anime, two it's like like uh, a like a woman led project. Um, yeah, I mean there's only like five k cup cats. I don't know like what the cat girls mint's gonna look like, but. Yeah. I mean, like, there's probably a good ROI that you're going to get off that next mint. I mean, those are a couple, like, catalysts in itself. So, I mean, that's what I mean with upcoming stuff. I feel pretty comfortable being in those. Oh, I mean, also, it doesn't hurt, like, when you when you look at top holders of Cupcats, like, one's Tetranode. He has, like, 200 of them. And then the other's, like... Uh, OX NFT from like X consoles. Oh, okay. I didn't know he, was he owns crazy. like 200 of them as well. So, I mean, right there is like 10% of your supply. But I mean, those both have diamond hands. Like, they're not going to be people who are just going to dump the floor on you either. Like, they're in Cup Cats for a reason. Like, I don't think Tetranode needs the money off of his Cup Cats supply. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, like, I, I think another point there is. Like, uh, you know, one of his upcoming projects is JPEG. Like, I think a yeah. lot of people have talked about it, but like, he has like a soft spot for Cupcats. Like, there's like, I could a thousand percent see a world where 
four months from now, he's like, all right, like I'm going to add cup cats to JPEG where you can earn against them. He's, he's actually tweeted about it himself that um, I wish I knew the exact tweet or like had it up, but it's like, Hey, what if you could like earn DeFi against your, um, against your NFTs? And the picture is of cup cats. So, I mean, I would think if you have a bunch of blue chip projects that are all like the only ways that you can earn JPEG is staking them. And then he adds Cupcats. Probably going to be in a pretty good spot. So that's a speculation play. But I mean, with that and the upcoming cat girl stuff, I like it. Yeah, it's fundamentally like we can't really argue like what it's utility is, but at least there's like a plan, right? We know what's coming up and uh, we can speculate price action until then and like pay attention then to plan exit and like that's it's a feasible plan so not not even many projects nfts can have any sort of timeline like this so it's good yeah i mean that's normally what i look for yeah i actually uh like one other one like from a utility standpoint like um the idols I have to look up their exact like Twitter handle. Let me look. I uh the Ethereum one? Like the Yeah, the Guardians of Ethereum. Yeah, exactly. Con- the idols. Guardians it's called the Idols Ethereum, at the right. the at the Idols NFT. Yeah. So actually I actually met the team on this one and like I I like the concept a lot. So this actually does have utility. Like if you get on like their website, I mean there's a big team there's like eight people working on it they've been working on it for months uh gabriel haynes and dcf god are both advisors on it Mm -hmm. um it's a pretty cool flywheel like when it comes to like how they um handle the nfts so like um just like quick overview is like the all of the um eth raised um from the treasury actually goes um, and earns using like Lido through STE. So with that, like uh, you also like know that there's going to be a massive treasury that backs it almost like what squid Dow is supposed to be, but um, they kind of didn't execute much at all for a lot of the NFT holders still a little bit salty on that one. But I mean, for this, it's like, all right, you know that they're going to have a treasury. Um, they're going to stake it in STE, so it's going to be earning at least a small amount. And then also that treasury grows because they have a virtue token. So um, their virtue token you acquire by bonding on a curve like STE. So you would deposit STE, the bonding curve lets you know how much um, you actually get. And then all of secondary sales um, go to virtue stakers. So if you get the token... Um, you actually earn the actual secondary sales of the NFTs. So it's like a, a giant, like a uh, like kind of flywheel of it's very gamified of, Hey, like if NFTs um, like, you know, there's going to be a treasury that's earning. So there's going to be a floor for NFTs. And then because there's a floor for NFTs, virtue will always have value because you get secondary sales on all the NFTs. So like anytime somebody bonds to earn more virtue tokens, the treasury oh, grows. Speaking of, they're here. They're on the call. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, 
I talked to the team a little bit through Gabrielle yesterday. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's same as like um, the wheel itself. Like it's a little similar to like like the Wolf game and and GP Wizard and Dragons, but there's actually that productive asset instead of only the NFTs floor speculation, like being the main yeah. driver the virtual token price right and like there's at, at the very least there's the nfts do earn money but it is really about um how people will perceive like that earning power like and it being an nft and yeah it, um so they have to be priced well and maintained but yeah it's, it's a very cool good take yeah agreed and i mean i think like you get some wide whales in, involved or like um, you, you also have to see how the art does too. Like if, if people, people like the art and you get uh, start getting some rares at the top of the collection, which doesn't always happen with utility NFTs. Like people don't always ape the rares if they're just going for earnings, but like if that starts to happen, that's how you really pack a treasury. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty cool concept. So, I mean, as far as utility goes within NFTs, like, I, I mean, I like it. Yeah, bullish on, I mean, that Lido connection. Um, we want the, want the right um, ETH uh, maxis instead of um, <laughs> with, with that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't, I don't have much more luke do you have anything that's interesting i uh i was gonna ask you about um the invisible friends uh small cap uh so because that was on your notes yeah i mean i so i followed it um like loosely but i mean everywhere i go i feel like this one pops up and the white list has to be like the hardest thing in the world to get on um like it is what four hundred and twelve thousand followers but i mean i honestly think these are so cool um there's only it's a collection of like five thousand um but it's one of the most like hyped projects i've seen in a long time so i mean it's probably going to be a little bit more of a whale fest if i had to guess i don't even know like i, I know at this point it's impossible for me to get whitelist so i'm not even going to try um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but as soon as it launches, like I think I might buy the four of those. Like, um, like we were just going back and forth. Like they're supposed to drop this month in February, but actually, myself and DeFi Brian were going back and forth today, like just some random NFT projects, and we started talking about this one. And like he expects this the floor to go to like ten ETH like right out of the gate, which blows my mind. Like that's kind of I I kind of agree. Their their Twitter is uh, two thirds the size of Board Ape Yacht Clubs. That's wild, honestly. Yeah, and then like, what's Mechaverse? That might be like a good. <laughs> yeah, Mechaverse is, like, is half their size. So yeah. I would I would maybe say, and then. Oh, uh, they have Mechaverse has eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight. Uh, yeah, Mechas. this one is five. So yeah, I think ten ETH is probably a pretty easy bet. Yeah, probably just buying these on the second market and then holding for a little bit is probably your best bet. I think. 
if I had to jump in on these, um, I would. If I had to guess, you'll have some people who got whitelist that, um, I don't know, maybe some smaller, smaller participants in the market that have like sipped in Discord for months and got whitelist. They're going to get a mint. And they're going to have the opportunity to flip for like very quickly, like off the secondary for five, seven, eight ETH. And most of them are probably going to take it. So like, I feel like once it, as soon as it launches, it might be a good buy of like, even if it looks like a lot, I might scoop one off the floor, maybe a few off the floor, uh, depending on like what price they actually like open at. And you might be able to flip one or two within like 24 hours and do pretty well with it and then keep one. So we'll, we'll kind of see, but I mean, everywhere I go, I feel like they pop up. So, I mean, some, something yeah. to keep an eye on. The, um, like how, how hyped the project actually is like, um, like Twitter following. And then like you, you like look up invisible friends mentions and see what people are saying at often going to yeah. their sport. Is that I, of... I haven't. I, I haven't. But I mean they they're like already did a full like merch drop where like it sold out. Like I mean I had people saying that they already bought merch and they don't even have the NFTs yet. <laughs> Which is just like blows my mind, honestly. So <laughs> I mean, if you go out and buy a ton of merch, can you not like? Can you get away with not buying an NFT after that? I feel like you have to. I think <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> they sell ten thousand uh, jackets uh, to drive up the price of their yeah. NFTs. <laughs> I think the merch had a wireless raffle. Did it? I mean, I, that could have been. That could have been it. You, you know more than I do. Because I bought a merch from something. I forgot if it was this one. But it was like hundred dollars for um yeah merch raffle winners here posted yesterday. Um, so if you spend like a hundred dollars, get a hoodie, potentially raffle, you know, like ten k worth, then it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, no, that's 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 a cool way to do whitelist, though. I mean, uh, yeah. you build supporters. Like, I actually like that a lot. I will be invisible. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, all the Invisible Friends are really unique compared to a lot of other projects. Sorry, I didn't oh, yeah. mean to interrupt, though. <laughs> I mean, no, no, you're good. I was like just going to say, I haven't heard of many whitelists going that way, or like adding whitelist spots, but I like it. But I mean, no, the art's awesome. Like, I mean, I like them. I think almost everybody has. Yeah, I think part of uh, Imaginary Friends, Imaginary Wands. It's like kind of similar style. Uh, someone brought that up earlier too. I I didn't get a chance to go through it though. Conceptually similar to Invisible Friends. I was actually looking back through this chat. Yeah, I know. I hadn't even looked at these. This is the first time I'm pulling them up. How do these uh, like guys like Invisible Friends? Um, like how do like how do they build community versus like some of the other like like what differentiates Invisible Friends from like? 10,000 other NFT projects that are out there? Just, I would say right off the bat, it's the art. <laughs> for a big portion of it, for me. Is it just the art? Um, I mean, I'm sure like, how do you guys like? Yeah, like, how do the... But, like, each like, one I, of these... Yeah. 
each one of these is really unique and like they yeah they they're a lot different than like sappy seals or like board ape yacht clubs and what so um i'm sure there's a lot of marketing that goes in with it too and like partnerships and you know influencers but um yeah for me i think it's like the art plays a big part of it yeah i mean so like there's other projects like that like i think of like prime ape like I, I mean, those those were super hyped. Like when they first dropped. Um, I mean, I actually did well flipping a few of those. But like also, like their art's awesome. But like, it they don't always have like the best roadmap and stuff afterwards. Like you need a team that you know is going to go out and execute. And I mean, I feel like a lot of times the teams that have been more um, kind of crypto centric have done better than the ones who have amazing art that have come from like i don't know some like movie studio or something like that so like a lot of those ones i feel like they crush the actual art and the drop and then like afterwards they already have most of their pay um and like they kind of like let it go simmer and people just have them as pfps so i mean i get what you're saying there like you kind of need a plan going forward of like what the project's going to turn into, even if the art's amazing. I would say the process is pretty, pretty similar to like, um, your token sales, like to get, they do giveaways for like whitelists and you have to follow and tweet. And, um, but really it's like, everyone knows to do that is really the team, like who they're connected to, how much they hustle to reach mm. with to, yeah, to talk about those campaigns and then, how effective those giveaways are, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's about driving. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I like the art as well, but I don't know how to gauge like if the hype is accurate or Yeah. Like if this team are they capable of like, Yeah, remember Mechaverse? It was like one of the most hyped thing ever and then it just crashed, I right? mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that was not the point of Mechaverse. Mechaverse did extremely well, like right out of the gate. But like it started like if you bought one off the floor, it went to like three or four X and then like dumped down from there. That even if like I don't know, I kinda look at it as you if you can pull something like that as long as you're like active during the launch and you can scoop something somewhat cheaply, like or or one or two of them, then Hopefully, if you profit, you can, like, keep one for nearly free in the long run. Because, I mean, I, I mean, Fluff did the same thing. I mean, like, I'll, I'll admit, like, they went to, like, 2 ETH right out of the gate, went back down to, like, 0.4, and now they're, like, 5 ETH. Like, you get the people who mint a ton or buy up supply and, like, do it for, like, full quick flips at, like, a way larger scale than I would do. But at the same point, like, eventually it recovers as long as there's a good roadmap and a good team behind it. But. Yeah, that I think you cover something really good, like the strategy-wise. Um, I saw, uh, what was it, a uh, Big D Senpai? He, like, he tweeted um, something, like, for all the collections, like, if you think you got in relatively early compared to Mint, then like always makes sense to at least take initial out once it doubles and then so like you saw half of the double and then saw a couple more if it triples and then like wait and 
keep one in case it becomes blue chip. If not, yeah. it's fine. Like pretty, gotta be pretty strict with that because um, you never know. Like when these crash, some of them just like nobody buys them ever again. Yeah, I mean my uh, policy is always like buy one that I really like. Like I normally go for like a top five hundred or top one thousand. I like go pick one out that I like, and if like I'll try. I mean this doesn't really work for mints, but if there's a project I'm buying after the fact, like I know I'm never gonna sell that one. Just because, like, that's how I am as a person. Like, I like once I go and like spend like an hour or two like flipping through them and picking one I like. Like, there's no way I'm gonna sell it. So, like, I normally do that and like pick one at least, and then I force myself to buy the four with the rest of the funds that I set aside for it because I don't mind just dumping four ones when I eventually sell. Just because I'm not like really attached to them. I find the more time I spend looking for NFTs and going. Yeah, I make sure that's I, a way to build conviction. Yeah, how I've done my NFT. yeah, it's like getting people to spend time on it. I think that's like the best marketing on anything. Just like getting people committed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Yeah, because like, I mean, like we help a lot of projects with marketing as well, right? I mean, like we have about. You know, like a majority of our people, like 70 people, I think, that are just on the marketing side. So, yeah, we're always like looking for different strategies to kind of like get these projects out there. Um, and, you know, NFT is like one of those things that are very hard to differentiate. Because like once you, the art gets to a certain level, it's it's very hard to kind of like go further than that unless like, you know, like if you're privileged with like different connections or like, you know, different whales that are trying to buy you up or, you know, whatever, right? So I guess like there's a lot less that the middle layer can do, like the middle, I guess like the middle 80%. So uh, I think that's a really good point. And just like having people to kind of examine, spend time, you know, picking out their NFT, picking, being the community. And basically yeah. that kind of translates to people holding and, you know, the price shooting up. Yeah. And, and just another piece. There's tons of background noise from someone. I don't, I don't know. Oh, there it goes. I don't know who it actually is. But, um, like, I don't know if you've used it, but gem, like gem.xyz, like it's like an NFT aggregator. So like if you want to go and buy up a four, you can do it all at once. Like you can select like 15 NFTs that you want and buy them all in like one like full swoop. Also, like what, what's kind of nice about it is, I mean, for those people who are bullish on looks rare, like it's across both really open C and looks rare. So it's, it's nice that it kind of gives like volume across both actual marketplaces um, and I also think that's one of the reasons it makes looks a little bit more bullish. Um, but they also have a bot where um, I, I need to find it here really quickly. A gem sweep bot, like all the all yeah, that one. Yeah. But it, it shows you like anybody who's going out and buying 15 plus of an NFT, it like sends you a tweet about it. Which I mean, it's kind of nice to see who's sweeping floors of what or. Um, just kind of like seeing what projects are consistently being swept so that you can spend time focusing on 
um, the ones that are actually being bought up. Of course, you're buying the floor after somebody else just bought it. But, I mean, also, it's giving you a reason to look into it if somebody's trying to sweep the floor and being a little bit more sneaky about it. So, like, highly recommend, like, one, I've used Gem XYZ a few times. Nice platform, like, really like it. Um, but the bot's also, like, full of alpha. Yeah, definitely. I, I cannot recommend more. Like, it's better oh, than Genie, clearly. Because, like, on Genie, you don't see... um like the collection you have to type it in and then like can't really explore it's not like a storefront um jam, yeah. jam, great really good i mean i like it a lot so i'm a big fan and i also think it helps just being able to look across the marketplaces like even if you're just yeah. going to buy a few like or or one honestly you can look across both so it being an aggregator extremely nice but I'm not like a it doesn't huge... break like OpenSea. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, every like few times a day at this point, it's brutal. But it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only other thing I think I had on my list of things to touch on was uh, uh let me look at my notes real quick. Yeah, Jones Dow was the only other one I had, and I guess like for uh for like uh, not to jump around too much because it's back back into the DeFi land, but um, like when we're talking about like chains that we're bullish on, like um, I really do like what's going on at Arbitrum. Like, I mean, I feel like there's so much building going on there and they're getting some like awesome devs. Like I've been super impressed every time I look at it as a chain. I feel like there's something coming there that they haven't really um, – they haven't released yet. Like, I feel like there's an incentive program or um, there's something happening on on Arbitrum. Like, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Transactions are super cheap. Arbitrum Nitro's like, actually um, roadmapped, which makes everything, like, that much, like, I think it's 10x cheaper and faster or, like than it already is. So, I mean, I think some of these L2s, like Arbitrum and, and Optimism, are both going to kind of pick back up um but i mean i've been spending a ton of time like i'm a seed investor on jones dow i've been spending a ton of time with those guys um for anybody who's in like the dpx like in um in that ecosystem like what they're doing i think is next level honestly like being able to take a position that you normally locked into for 30 days and make it liquid through like a synthetic asset. So like they give you like, say you deposit ETH into their vault and you get back J ETH, like one, you can earn Jones yield on it if you LP it. So if you did like the ETH J, um, J ETH LP pool, then you're earning further LPs on it. And some of the returns they're getting managing that vault for you are, are, are awesome. So I think like once they do um, the VE model where they, share the revenue with all Jones holders. Like, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a beast, I think. So like I'm, ex I'm extremely excited for Jones and that's really on Arbitrum. I mean, it had a tough couple of days since launch, but I think like right before I hopped on, I looked and it was doing a lot better. Um, it's up like 20% today, but I was in the sale for this. Um, it was a quick um i think yeah. uh, i took your alpha like when you posted on telegram um 
kind of even though you didn't say like i pretty much guessed the launch mechanism so it it made a lot of sense to just like go in um good love that yeah give hints but (laughs) (laughs) um and also it helped seeing like people aping a thousand ETH. um yeah yeah but uh i I just think it can like retail access to options which they don't normally have like when you can right it's it's and i didn't know they have options for geome so yeah they do so i guess before this closed right this geome vault like i could have deposited geome on it and got a jade geome and lp that with geome to get more yield so so think of it like think of it like what cvx did to crv it's the same thing. So, like with like CRV, you're required to lock, or you're required to lock. Like before Convex, with Curve, you could only lock up your CRV to get returns on it. Like that was it. Like you had to VE CRV. You had to lock it for some time period. You couldn't. You really couldn't sell. Um, but with like Convex coming along, then you had CVX CR uh, CRV, which you could stake. You could earn rewards on. And it gives you, it makes it a lot more flexible. Well, this is kind of the same deal. Like, I mean, using DPX, like, you're required to deposit, like, what, Geom for, like, 30 days at a time and, like, pick your option strategy. Well, if you deposit it and let them manage for you through their vaults, they give you back Geom. And then people who LP it with, like, uh, or JGeom, people who LP it with Geom, that gives you an exit. So if you want to leave at any point within 30 days, you can. And like, also there should be a ton of liquidity because the only way to get those extra awards are through people LPing. So not only does it give you more flexibility than like what's already going on with Dopex, but it also like gives you kind of a options as a service by like some honestly studs in the option market. So, I mean, I think it opens up a lot of doors for retail, but also I think people will use it just because of the flexibility of being able to leave the position if they'd like. I I, I particularly like um I I love to see the actual returns on this because like I then I have the options yeah. return and also I have very mo- minimal IL because it's geom and JGOM. and so yep. on top of that I can earn. On that and plus like there's not that many geom vaults right now like anywhere so yeah i mean their ETH returns pretty... were like next level like they i think they did 11 percent, which is like 2x higher than the next i've really seen from a vault but i mean that's more... over how long uh th- i mean that was just like their initial um oh like the guarded launch yeah guarded launch so i mean that's a smaller amount. And as it grows, it gets harder and harder. I completely understand that. But also like the thing is, if you're a Jones holder, like the two ways you make profit are a percentage of TVL. So like 2% of TVL um, is also going to be a perform or uh, 2% of TVL goes back to like protocols, um, goes back to the protocol. And then 20% of all earnings on like their different strategies ends up going back to the protocol. So like if they grow massively and they aren't getting as big of returns, Jones holders are still going to profit because the TVL is huge. 
So they kind of have it. So no matter which way it goes, if it stays like, hey, the TVL is super light, but they're earning very, very good reward, rewards on the vault, then like Jones holders still win because they get the performance fee that's like 20%. So, I mean, like they kind of have it set up that it's a nice balance between everything. Like I, I really like how they, they've gone through and crushed like a lot. That was a lot before <laughs> – a lot was taken care of before I was involved there. I've helped them a lot this week on tokenomics and some other areas, but honestly, like pretty bullish on that. Um, and like the team, they've been growing rapidly. Um, but I mean, when you know you have a, like a lot of the DPX OGs involved, like once they start to suck in a ton of that liquidity or they see like an like option to grow their TVL massively, like they're going to get involved and be super hands-on with the protocol as well. So, I mean, it's a big opportunity for a lot of them. So I don't see it being unsuccessful. I, um, I got right because I just that wall alone for Geom. There's not that many that actually provide yield. Um, so I got to, for any holders of home, it makes sense. So got to, at least going to try it. I, I didn't know. I thought they were going to talk like ETH or something, um, but that's cool. If both, but um, I mean, last like I, I won't dive into this project because I know we're a little bit probably over on time. But another one that I found like super interesting, and it's on Arbitrum as well. And like I'll, I'll start by saying, I'm I'm not an investor in this, but I find it super cool. Is uh, it's called Spa, like Sparex token. And the team behind it is very, very stacked. Like, um, it's like a mix between a, a backed stable and an algo stable. Um, but it's made by, like, some of the Terra Labs, like Luna guys, um, like some Harvard researchers. Um, it's, it's kind of a beast, honestly. Like, I really liked, like, everything they put out the last time I looked into it. Um, I haven't dove into it super deep. Um, but I mean, some of the yields they were paying out were pretty heavy as well. I, I, I want to say it was like, I don't know, like somewhere between a hundred and 200% last time I looked, but I mean, when you get people like that building on the chain, I feel like it, it that was happening if there wasn't some long-term stuff that was super bullish for Arbitrum, but it's one. How for, do you spell that? Um, like, Sparek is S P E. R A X and the t ticker is SPA, like S P A. But there's there's multiple. Oh yeah, I remember this project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sparex USD. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't completely dove in, but like if you go through like the about us section and like like actually like see who's on the team and like some of the people that are involved, like it's a it's like a, it's the real deal. So like I mean I I, I haven't like followed it super closely but like i was pretty excited like first time i looked through it and like i i honestly need to revisit it so i mean just another one to kind of leave you guys with it hey look at it on your own time but um i don't have all the expertise for you but like another one just to hit on for arbitrum um the other one that i mean i didn't invest in that's also on chain that everybody's been talking about is magic but yeah once again like didn't invest there like they had a big unlock which scared really the shit out of me so stayed away but 
I've been hearing about that one nonstop. So the chain's kind of blowing up um, for an L2. So it's kind of hit to hit my point home, I guess. Yeah, definitely worth a look at the whole L2 landscape. It's a good point. Yeah. Especially Arbitrum. Yeah, I mean, Optimism's had like a bunch of people commenting on it, but I mean, me personally, I haven't dove into it super heavily. I spent like a few hours, like uh, I want to say like end of last week where I dove into Arbitrum. So that's why I have a little bit more of the landscape. But I mean, I can't personally speak to them like really outperforming optimism or any of that. Like another, like, I mean, Boba, Boba also as well, like came out with a, we all going to make it program. Like, but it's been such a ghost chain and has really struggled for, um, the last few months. So I haven't put a ton of time into researching it. Doesn't mean it won't do well, but I mean, I'm, I normally favor following good teams. Like that's like one of the number one things for, I guess my strategy in investing. So when I'm seeing people like this all over the chain, like Almeida is investing, you have people who are head of research at like Luna, like you have, projects blowing up on the gaming side you have like dopex jones like stuff like that all popping up i i normally would like to follow the good devs it's a good point it's starting to be less of a less of a hassle to say you're on bertram now it's um there seems to be enough going on there people are like oh okay it's cool Pretty. It's the easy. It's the easy on off when you use like yeah. synopsis or like like as much as bridges are scary because they are with like just the stuff that happened yesterday. I mean, like it, when you can swap on and off of like an L two almost immediately, there's almost no reason for people to continue to build on ETH. Like, I mean, like there is, but like also you're gonna get a much larger user user base eventually. Like that'll that'll kind of flip where people will be mad that you're building on ETH and not really L2. Um, it makes a lot of sense to develop there when you're going to be able to pull in a lot of those smaller holders. So, I mean, I, I see it as upside in the long run. Um, and I think a lot of people are discounting it. So we'll see. Um, I think that's about it for the most part. Um, I know we probably have to close here in a minute. I mean, the last thing that we didn't touch on, I guess, was that one comment about, like, what I do to research stuff. Um, somebody on my Twitter commented that they'd like to know, like, how I find stuff. But um, you guys want to give it any, any advice there of what you do to project hunt? Get a quick tidbit and then we'll close. Oh, I think it goes from, like, I mean, for, for definitely, like, a lot of VC deals, um, it's all referral like we have a we have a link for our email um but you know like there's it's just so bombarded with um with like different like flows there um so i mean like a lot of our dj employees um come from you know just like our trusted partners and trusted groups um and like whatever's kind of floating around there like including our alpha leak channel um, and you know, like what kind of Luke finds and Dennis finds, um, in our, like a lot of these closed circle groups. Right. Um, 
yeah, like I don't know, I don't know if there is any other way. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, yeah, I, I. Uh, so hire an intern is what you're saying. Everybody, everybody out there needs to hire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like just more people, the better yeah. that you have. Yeah, like it's just like. Because, like, I think usually how it happens is um, someone, you know, really smart finds them, and then they share them on their, like, close circle, and then that gets shared around, like, bigger and bigger circle. Then basically, depending on which, like, which, um, I guess, like, uh, like, which order or, like, where you're in the chain, like that's when you get to info. Like that's what I realized with like these uh these like projects. Um so yeah, and then also having like the conviction to um I think you know like not ignore some of these because there's sometimes there could be a lot of information and you know we definitely missed our share of like good opportunities just by you know like having the wrong convictions or not having convictions. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think like the more people that you can get to know, and the more groups that you can get yourself in, like there's communities you can join. Like uh, Viper, um, he has Alpha Dow. Like I mean, yeah. they have a ton of projects like like that they post like by chain. Like they they're honestly like very good at like staying on top of stuff. Like I've been super impressed every time. I mean. Personally, I like to do a lot of, like, my project hunting, like, by myself. Like, I mean, I do get some stuff from, like, alpha chats. But, I mean, I I use Twitter nonstop. Like, if there's, like, a project that I like or, like, I think's doing well, like, I'll just search the cash tag on Twitter and see what other projects are getting mentioned with, like, mentioned with it. And I'll go down rabbit holes of, like, hey, like, I'll look into another one, read the white paper, like, decide whether or not I based off the white paper and like the website and then that's honestly like the most trusted way yeah like if you can do that like if you find something interesting and it's kind of like you know like now you're full-time like it kind of adds that fun too um yeah yeah, i think that's and like you become that source right like you basically become that first circle and then like you start sharing and then like that becomes like a kind of like a ripple effect in terms of like who gets to know but yeah yeah like there are people that are really talented and like you know just like their personality kind of gears towards them of like you know doing more and more research so yeah i agree yeah and i would say like also when you see something that does like 5x like i'm just going to use this as an example but like uh sommelier which was like it's like ticker like s-o-m-m like it just did like a 5x and i saw someone comment on twitter Somebody responded like, "Hey, you should have said something about this before it did a five x." Well, like how I built like everybody I follow on Twitter is like when something does a five x, then search the cash tag and see who was talking about it two weeks ago. Then follow that. Yeah, one. yeah, that's so, a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're getting smoked and everybody's beating you to projects and you're following the massive accounts, go find the person with fifty followers who's tweeting about like. Like, like the project before it blew up. See if they have a good track record. Yeah. Like, go find good follow and like find that first circle. And you, it's okay with being number two. But like if you find like good people that you can check in on, 
there's like gem hunters hunters out there with like 50 to a thousand followers and i mean like that's where they're trying to make their name and honestly there's some that are very very good at it mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best way to build like a good base on twitter and the the last like piece i would say on is there's tons of tools out there to use like to your advantage as well like this this space is becoming more and more filled with bots like if i follow something on twitter i know that like it automatically gets sent to like 10 bot scrapers where people have bots set up against all the top accounts on twitter and say like hey this part like four people just followed this account why and that's like they're like that's how they do due diligence on projects but with that like like there's also things like like RugDoc. Like use RugDoc. Like look look to see like what projects they're reviewing. Most of them haven't launched yet. So like go see like what RugDoc's saying about some of these newer projects. Find something early. See if you can find a good white paper, a good team. Like um, Hot New Crypto is another one. Like I know a lot of people use it. It's super it's super expensive. But like there's a free section. Like Hot New Crypto is like. 2500 a month like it's ridiculous but like um there's a free section called like wrecked party like that gets you into a lot of like telegrams and stuff early like there's a i know the county capital guys always get a ton of shout outs for being the first one into like uh all kinds of discords and telegrams and they beat the team half the time using tools like that (laughs) i'm not saying pay 2500 dollars a month but Find tools where you can use the free version. Like I've used Rect Party a ton of times. I've used RugDoc. I've used like like Twitter searches is probably one of my biggest ones. Um, Apo Clock. Apo Clock's another one. Like I I mean I don't talk about that tool or I don't think I've promoted it much often, but I mean they're awesome. Like they it's literally a calendar of farms that are gonna launch and it, it like divvies it up by chain. Like I mean there's tons of different stuff that you can look into there this apo clock have a ton of scams on it where just like goose forks that are going to go to zero yeah like there's a bunch but you have to be able to you know what we should do we should um uh what's it called yeah um kadeem like we should definitely get a post down on just like different tools that people can use for like alpha leaks yeah i mean you know what i mean i mean there's three of mine like and i mean i have others that i don't always disclose some of them like april clock that's the first time i've like publicly highlighted them they like my stuff all the time and like they like what they do is they build a calendar of all the upcoming launches you can sort by Mm -hmm. gives you what date they're going to launch like they're like i said there's a decent amount of scams there but then all april clock does is they they insert their reference link as the link to the website so like they hyperlink it so you don't know, but like they get paid on pretty much all of these launches. So like you have to be able to dissect the project from like being able to read a white paper and say, is this going to be successful? Are the token, do the tokenomics make sense? Like that's all important. Like if you just launch like ape into every one of these launches, you probably get wrecked. So mm-hmm. the hardest part is figuring out which one of the 150 launches is going to be successful. But I mean, the tools are all out there to find the projects. It kind of turns back on the user of, like, gaining the experience to be able to really uh, rate them and, and, and figure out which ones are going to make it longer term. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's my advice there, but I know we're like way over, so. No, this is great. Yeah, this has been amazing. And like, I do feel like a lot of the people will take a value out of the last couple of like, you know, like last 20 minutes that we went into. So, yeah, dude, thank, thank you so much for coming on board. Always a pleasure. And yeah, I hope to see yeah, like more of your tweets and, you know, more consistent tweets from now <laughs> that you're full time in. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. Starting to put some threads together as we speak, so that might be my night tonight. Look, look out no, for I, a couple days. But sounds good. Build all the beans on this call, though, so we'll we'll see. I try to save you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, save some for your own tweets as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, sounds good. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, there is. All right. All right, see you later, guys. Bye-bye.